is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello and good news. Hello and good news. This week's episode guest I am so, so, so excited about. Mary Holland came over to drink some strawberry lemonade with me and talk good news. And it was so freaking delightful. Mary is so talented and funny, and you can catch her at many a show at the UCB Theater and at the Largo each month with the show Wild Horses, featuring herself, Aaron Whitehead, Stephanie Allen, and Lauren Lapkus. Just a powerhouse of funny, talented ladies. If you don't live in L.A., don't worry, because you can watch Mary on this season of Veep and the new CISO show, Shrink. She's so funny. You got to turn on the TV and watch her be funny because it's really great. Uh, One tiny little pre-corrections corner. In my first story, I talk about the tool library and the man who donated all of his tools, but I didn't ever say his name, which is so terrible. His name is David Mary, and you can find the links to all of the stories I talk about in every episode on the Facebook page or at boardwalkaudio.com slash news. Speaking of BoardWalkAudio.com, if you shop on Amazon and feel like using my little link, you can go to the same page, BoardWalkAudio.com slash hello and good news, and click on the support our artist button at the top, and that'll take you to Amazon, and it'll take pennies from their pockets and put them into mine, and that's great. And as always, if you do like the podcast, rate it, review it, pass it on, bop it. (laughs) Bop it. Bop it. Raise it. Pass it. Review it. I'll never give up on this one. Uh, And thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot. Uh, I love you guys, my subscribers. I I really, truly mean it. Thank you so much. Uh, Okay, let's get to that good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news, good news, good news. Hello, good news. I think it's time we had some frickin' real good news. Uh, hello, hello. and good news. <laughs> Thank you. Hello and good news hello. to you. And also with you. <laughs> and also be with you. <laughs> Uh, here we are on the big red couch with a little dude and our sparkly lemonade. Oh my gosh, we're really doing it right. We're doing it right. It's so nice. Doing it right on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, let's see. I'm always really bad at like, how do you start a podcast? Transition. How do you? I yeah. mean, how do you? You there's really no one way to do it. Yeah. You can really launch into it any way you want to. Mm-hmm. Freaking just this is it. Here we go. Here we go. And go. Now. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> there is this is a new thing that's happening in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I like it a lot. It's called a tool library. And oh. I wish there was one in every dang city because basically what it, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a tool lending library. You pay $50 for the whole year and you can go and use any tool, bring it home for seven days and return it. That is so clever. Real smart stuff. Of course, because I don't need a jigsaw every day. No, uh uh-uh. I'm not going to buy one, and where am I going to keep it? Yeah. In my bathroom? In our tiny, tiny L.A. apartments? No. Where would we? That is so smart. St. Cloud is where Casey Faye is from. Oh, is he? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was, see, as I was finding this, I was like, oh, this would be a good hometown story. Yeah, that is so great. Um, I, and my favorite part about, they also have like workspace rooms. Where oh, if you I also don't that. have the space to work on something, you can go in and work on it. Oh. They offer classes. And the best part is most of their tools that are in the collection were all donated by one 78-year-old man. <laughs> 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 who oh. he, 
he had to move into an assisted living place to do his wife's health and he just he didn't want to be, like part with all of his tools so he donated them to the library oh my gosh that and is so heartwarming isn't that great so did the library exist before he donated them no they or they, they made it because of this they started it and then they had a call out like fundraising thing where they were like here's oh. the library we're starting if you have old tools you want to donate um please do dude and that is so cool yeah he donated all of it in one day oh my gosh what a hero. I love it so much. <clears throat> and it's like a lot. I think most of these are his. Yes, this little photo of him. Look at him. Shelves and shelves. That's so crazy. Yeah. And I mean, why did he have so many tools? I think. Was he a carpenter? Yeah. Oh, he also teaches, is going to teach some of the classes. Of course he is. And the craftsmanships <laughs> of, of working with tools. Dude, that is that is so heartwarming. I love that. I love it too. I really wish we had something like that out here. Yeah. I, I have heard of like like woodworking places where you can rent like space. Yeah. But this is a the tool library thing I'd never heard of before. No. That's and so when cool. I saw it, I was like, this is so great. I, when our last apartment, uh, I built like a... <laughs> I say build very lightly when I <laughs> talk about this, but I made like a, uh, we had a corner love seat. And so I built a tiny table behind it that fit in the corner so we could put stuff on it. Uh huh. But we didn't have a saw and Home Depot wouldn't cut. It needed to be a triangle and they wouldn't cut it oh. diagonally. Oh, they were I like, see. we can't. They just do the straight up, they only down, do, straight side, side. Yes, exactly. They just do the cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was going through kind of a hard time and maybe using <laughs> making things to try and deal with it. <laughs> and Charles came home and I was like cutting this tiny piece of, it was like a piece of crappy plywood, but I was like cutting it with a steak knife. Oh my gosh, you poor thing. <laughs> because like... None of our friends had saws or the ones that did were like, yeah, but I won't have it till next week. And I was like, well, I have to make this right now. <laughs> Isn't it weird? I had that same, I have that same, um, I got to do this yeah. now when it comes to building things or making things. Yeah. I made a little like TV console thing mm -hmm, for us mm -hmm. and I got the idea for it. And I just decided one day, I was like, I'm going to do this today. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to Home Depot and bought everything for it. And by the time I got everything, it was dark. Yep. <laughs> and I had to like stain the wood that I had bought. Mm -hmm. So there was no way I was going to be able to do it in a night. Yeah. But that impulse is there. When you like get an idea to build something. Yeah. That's all you want to do. I'm nodding because I've like been in tears because of this yes. situation. Yes. And pretty much every project in our house, that same period of my life of the corner table I was <laughs> the also, corner table period uh -huh. yeah. I was also desperately trying to make a crappy like ten dollar table look like a nice black table with black chairs so I was trying to paint it all the same oh and, um, yeah lots of Home Depot trips lots of not understanding how paints work <sighs> on things well no and no one tells you no and the cans don't either the cans certainly don't tell you they tell you nothing they it's like information that you only know if you would understand if you already know all about paints exactly and, um, I ended up putting like enamel on top of like a latex or something that made it react real crazy <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It turned into basically a tar oh on my top of the God. table. I was trying to just make it smooth, like so you could wipe it clean because yeah. it was a kitchen table. Uh, it turned into almost a tar. And then I went to bed and little dude walked all over the table that night and slept on it. Little dude, are you insane? <laughs> and uh, oh my gosh. I, I was already. Yeah, using it as some sort of bizarre coping mechanism. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make this table and life will be perfect. <laughs> yes. When you make things with your hands, for me, and it sounds like it's the same for you, yeah. it's you're having some control yeah. over some little thing where you're not just 
blowing in the wind of chaos of your <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. Like you're able to like have tangible results. Yes. And if it doesn't go well, it's like it's like my, devastating. Yeah, they're like, "What am I doing with my life? Who am I?" Totally. This table is tar with cat fur on it, <laughs> which is what it really was. <laughs> which you know, some people would say, "I would like that for my kitchen table." So Do you sell that you at know? the Fairfax market? <laughs> yeah, it was. Ah, <sighs> so I mean, I would benefit greatly. Yes, from the, as would I. We both would. Based we on our, both would. Well, did your console, did your TV thing turn out well? It turned out, I would say it looks okay, <laughs> but it's certainly not weight-bearing. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Definitely not weight-bearing. Is the TV on it? or is it No, like the TV is wall-mounted. <laughs> it's, it's underneath it. It has uh, like our DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... There's like a plank of wood and then I attached casters on the bottom Mm -hmm. and then some pipes, some Uh lead pipes Ah. connect to a larger plank of wood and then another plank of wood. So it's like one, two, three. So on the bottom level, that's weight bearing. You can put stuff on it. But the top (laughs) level just sits on these tiny little pipes. Like I measured it wrong so it doesn't. It doesn't actually go together. Right. I understand all of this <laughs> so well. <laughs> Great. I'm I'm so excited to hear that you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. But I did feel such a sense of accomplishment after even though it's not perfect. Yeah. Having put something together by yourself is yeah. really it's a good satisfying. One. Yeah. Um, I the corner table I made, it only held weight because the couch was pushed up against <laughs> <Right>. it <laughs> and was basically the legs. So I understand. Uh, we're Where just doing me? our best. We're doing our best. What are you best. looking for? Oh, here it is. My phone keeps making dingy, phantom dinging noises. Phantom. I didn't know where it was. Okay. Turn you on silent. Get out of here, phone. You get out of here. Okay. This next story I liked... Um, for two reasons. So a little girl like Peter Pants at school and <laughs> um, she felt so embarrassed. And so her dad, when he went to go pick her up, made it look like he had also peed his pants. No. Yeah. So it would be like less embarrassing for her. And like, um, oh, my God. I have to say, when you first started saying this story, I thought you said she Peter Pans. <laughs> Like <laughs> Peter Pan was a verb I hadn't heard, and I was like, "Oh, what could this mean?" She never, she never grew she up. She never ever grew up. <laughs> um, I like this story for two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh my god. Yeah. That is so sweet. It's very very sweet. Uh, and her sister, there's like seven kids in this family. She's the youngest, and one of her older sisters like tweeted about it. Uh, This is the part of the story that's very funny to me because I obviously found this on a news site. It's on ABC7. And this tweet, uh, it's very sweet. The dad, like, looks like a good guy. Like, when it picked up from school, made it look like he had a pee stain. And she's like, my little sister. 250,000 likes. So So someone commented on one of these things, like, great. This dad has now made something that could have been forgotten about in a week oh my into God. national news. That's so true. <laughs> it's like very well intended, but now so much of America is like this little girl knows peed her that she pants. peed her pants. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait for her to be 20 years old yeah. and to speak out about this. Yeah, me too. About what, how this affected her. And how it's all. All over the internet forever. 250,000 likes. And then there's even a video of it. Like ABC got in contact with the dad. No. Like there's a little short news story and everything. Oh my God. Of him going to pick her up or uh, No, just afterwards. Like there's just, but it is, it wasn't actual televised. That? Would you say if that, if you, if you did that with your kid, would you say, 
and ABC contacted you and wanted to do a story, what would you say? I think I would say no, thank you. I think I would say no, too. I would be like this. I understand you want to share it because it's nice, but then I'll be on the news. <laughs> right. And so will my daughter. And so will my daughter. Yeah. Oh. It's This one's kind of a catch-22 because, yeah, it's so sweet, but... <laughs> It's really sweet. I'm glad I know about this story. Yeah. But oof, <laughs> putting myself in their shoes. Um, oh, that is so lovely. I wonder when I, we've all had accidents at school. Mm-hmm. There was one time when I was little, I'll never forget this. It's such a visceral memory I have. I was wearing my like my favorite dress to mm-hmm. school. It was this cute little cotton dress with sleeves and um, a drop waist and um, ruffles at the bottom. It was so cute. And I remember being in class one day and smelling pee. And I was like, where? And my shoulder smelled like pee. (laughs) And to this day, I don't know how that happened. How did that happen? How did that happen? I don't even know. Anyway, no one showed up with pee on their shoulder to pick me up. Um, <laughs> um, and so, wait a minute. So she Peter pants. <laughs> Peter pants. And the teacher was like, "Someone has to come get this girl." Or was she so. like, "I need to go home?" Yeah, I guess. I, I wonder who made that call. I guess when you probably call the parents, right? And you're like, "She had an accident. She really needs new clothes for today." and right he jumped to it i see i remember i did pee my pants one time at school and but mostly i was like i was already outside it was recess or something i don't remember but i what i remember most about it is i had the exact pair of shorts that i already had on like at home Uh uh-huh and i i did some sort of problem solving where i was like able to call my mom oh she brought the same shorts oh my gosh you're so clever i think but then i think i remember somebody saying something about my short like somebody knew right i was like no someone was like the left leg (laughs) is a little bit longer than what you were wearing this morning what happened it was yeah (laughs) I can't remember much else than that, but I do remember I had two pairs of the exact same shorts. I think I was like six years old or something, and I always thought it was silly that I did until I peed my pants. (laughs) And now? And now to this day, I I always have two pairs of the same pants. And I do have the impulse to buy two pairs of the same pants. I have that same. Well, when you have a good pair of pants. I mean, double up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, just thinking about teachers, elementary school teachers, and how much pee they have to deal with, probably. <laughs> yeah. There was a kid in my arts, my art class uh, when I was like seven. This kid might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember if it was me or someone else. But just full on, just completely pee. Like, it wasn't just in the pants. It was like just- pool- pooling on the floor. <laughs> terrible and as a teacher it's just like Like, that's uh, what kids do yeah they just pee they pee (laughs) so (laughs) annoying yeah well what that's a good dad yeah it's a good dad for the most part for the most part (laughs) maybe should have said no to that news story yeah or maybe it's his sister's fault because she's the one who seems big on twitter right i was like how did this girl get two hundred and fifty thousand likes so mad at her. <laughs> uh, what makes her so special? Yeah, is, does she have that many followers? <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're on to some really good environmental. I have tons of really good environmental. Oh, news. Oh, good. I need to hear that. Yeah, good stuff. Good, real good stuff this week. Number one, um, a caterpillar. There's a caterpillar in the world that eats plastic bags. Oh, my goodness. Like low leaves. Eat some right up. So they are trying to look at using, because whatever is in cat, its caterpillar spit breaks down <laughs> the enzymes of plastic bags. And yeah. so they're trying to figure out how can we replicate what that is 
and spray it all over some plastic piles. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah. I've also heard there was like a mushroom that eats plastic. Ooh. I saw some video. You should Google it because yeah. like, there's some video of you could like watch it do it. Ooh. It, it, you, they, it like puts a piece of plastic in a mushroom and it, it just like yeah. eats it. Yeah. It's crazy. That's so, it's so wild to think how nature has evolved to like yeah. cope with us. what we've thrown at <laughs> us. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's really incredible. Yeah, I got to look it what so what it usually does is it is a type of caterpillar that eats beeswax. Um uh-huh. and then they and then it ended up eating plastic. Somebody saw it eat plastic. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's the person who <laughs> saw this? Just some, like I swear I saw it. I saw I, I saw it eat plastic. I swear. <laughs> It's fucking Lucinda again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, part of me was like, but is it okay? Right. Is it? Did it eat? Was it like a kid with ten thousand pounds of candy in front of it? Right. Like, is it fine or is it bad for it? Right. The but they did it. I was glad to hear that there because when I first started reading the story, I was like, so is there plan to just release thousands of caterpillars? That's what I thought when you first said it. (laughs) How are go, they going to do go that? Forth. Just throw uh, it out into the world. Yeah, and then we'd have so many bugs everywhere uh, in dumps, I guess. But no, that's not their plan at all. They oh, okay. thought it through more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they're just trying to recreate whatever it is. So oh, it I would see. be an environmentally friendly... Mm, I keep using this motion, but like a spray. Right, right. And do they have a date that they're anticipating that would be on shelves? <laughs> you can find it at your local Target <laughs> next to the, what's that one brand that is supposed to be nice? I don't know. Nature's Miracle. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Method. Uh, method. That is the one. I, they have really good labeling. Mm-hmm. It's very... It's clean. It's really appealing. It's very appealing. Yeah. You can see the liquid and it's always like purple or like a nice it's green. It's always purple. Yeah. Or a nice green, yeah. It's very it's very attractive looking liquid. Yeah. Jewel tones. Really yeah. beautiful. Um, not a set release date, but they're working on uh they're working on implementing figuring out how to use their saliva. <laughs> That sounds like the scientific answer. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Ooh, what a great story. Um, more good news. Did you hear that Britain went completely coal-free for a full 24 hours for the first time since coal like since the industrial revolution? Whoa. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, Friday. <gasps> so like 4 days ago. Five and ago. how did it go? It went fine. They did it. <laughs> okay, I guess that's the story. <laughs> it went fine. They did it. Okay, I guess let's move on. Um, <laughs> like, I think uh, I'm, I'm still a little unclear of, like, how... Right. Before that, I just... I know that before the Friday on the Thursday they did 19 hours. So they just must be like slowly shutting down certain energy sources. And I seeing see. If natural resources can last for as long. And so Friday was the <sighs> first day where they really pushed it and they were like, yeah, I love that. 24 full hours, man, the whole coal industry. I mean, and I know that I'm, Speaking from a place of having never, I, no one in my family is a coal miner. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't lived far from a coal mining town. Um, the town I grew up in is, is like close to yeah. the border of West Virginia. So there, you know, I, I'm sort of from that region ish, mm-hmm. but it just feels like that job is so, it's really terrible for the environment and we're learning mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and we're like, 
feeling the consequences of it. Yeah. But also, it's so bad for those workers. Yeah, there's... It, like, they, they, it's their job, and they don't want their, to lose their job, but it's so... The, the health implications, the danger, yeah. it's just like... I think it would behoove all of us to try to move on and find energy in another way yeah. and you and get jobs there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, sorry for those of you who have listened and I'm repeating again, but the Department of Energy this year released that there are now more um, jobs, our t- alternative energy jobs is creating like more revenue and offering more employment than uh, fossil fuels. Oh, wow. That's like, great. Yeah, it's like in the books. It's like the good. numbers are in and it's good. And it's good. <laughs> so, the numbers are in and it, it looks, looks good. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, so it's definitely um, turning in that direction. The hard part is like, it was funny, I was just having a conversation. One of my friends' dads was in town this week and they're from Coal Strip, Montana. And mm. I was sharing the news of like, coal free for a whole day. Right. And they're not necessarily coal people, but they were like, great. What is what are places like our town going to do? Right. And I was like, oh, I have never thought of it from your point of view. Before. Yeah. When it sustains the whole economy of mm-hmm. a town or a city. That's, yeah. That's really hard. Um, but it'll be like. When coal first came about, you right. would hope eventually just new things keep coming in and hopefully, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the hope. But that's that's really great that Britain like proved they could do that and yeah. for the first time in hundreds of years. That's yeah. so exciting. I know. Um, let's see what are some other good. Uh, oh yeah, Germany just made some of these. I. I only went face value and I don't fully understand. I'll just put that out there. (laughs) But I, Germany just turned on the world's largest artificial sun in March. Uh, Whoa. (laughs) They made a, it's like a honeycomb structure made of 149 lamps or projector spotlights. And it magnifies natural sunlight by 10,000 times. Holy crap. Yeah. And it's capable of reaching temperatures close to 3,500 degrees Celsius. So that's hot. <laughs> Don't try to get a tan in front of that lamp. Yeah. Jeez, OP. <laughs> they named so it. So that would like. Oh, sorry. They named it what? Uh, they named it Sinlight. Okay. <laughs> Because it's like, because sin is hot. Syner- like, yeah, like, synergy. yeah, like doing Syn- bad. Oh, synergy. I was like, like biblical oh. sin. <laughs> if, you, if you sin, you're going to go to hell and that's hot. hot. Yeah. Just like the sun. Just like the sun. <laughs> so their idea would be to aim this at like solar panels or something. And um, they think that it's going to help with. Yeah, I was thinking solar panels. They also think that it is going to, they'll be able to figure out ways of producing hydrogen. Wow. Without requiring electricity because I, because the sun, because of, because of sun and chemistry (laughs) and biology. Yeah. And because of physics. Mm -hmm. Um, That's so inspiring. Science is so amazing i know and it just keeps getting more amazing i just scientists blow my mind so much the people who go into the world Mm -hmm. just even thinking about like gravity and realizing that's a thing and having the mindset to be like what is this and dropping and seeing the apple yeah and being like but wait like but wait but what is this and how can we measure it yeah it's the curiosity there is so cool. Yeah. Everyone else is going about their day, trying to get food. And- I just want it to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I think there is a part of me that's curious about how things work a little bit, but I don't mm-hmm. want to get I don't the whole measuring and like yeah. the patience and the the dedication you have to have to be a a scientist is just really admirable. And just how do you even 
start figuring something out that's never been figured out yet. I know. I can't, I really can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah. I can't wrap my mind around it. (laughs) (laughs) My rind is so bitter. My rind has been wrapped and wrapped. (laughs) My rind has been wrapped and wrapped. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Morocco is making. Yeah, that's their song. Uh, they are mm, on. They're going towards the target of sourcing fifty percent of their energy from renewables by twenty thirty. Cool. And so they just broke ground on a huge. They're going to be making a huge solar plant. Um, hopefully to be completed by 2018. Wow. And it will be expected to become the world's largest solar power station. Power to probably a million people. (gasps) That's how many people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's good. Right now, India has the biggest solar plant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that out on a different story this year. They are like zooming ahead. In terms of solar energy and renewables. Right. Or, I feel like such a dumb person when I talk about this sometimes. Because I'll, <laughs> I'll say the first facts and then try and say something from my own brain. And I'm like, I don't. And the sun. And, and, and the sun <laughs> has waves and it affects things and gives it power. Um, no, Well, you don't. You sound very smart. Thank you. Um, My rind is... uh, Your rind is really working right now. Um, Yeah, the... That's really cool to hear that. And it's so... It's also... I, I feel like there's... In America, I'm sure people and companies and scientists striving to do that same thing... But to get the general population to be excited about this yeah. is proving to be such a hard thing to do. Yeah, it's a hard thing. Yeah. I almost think this is coming from uh, no place of actual fact. But I think it almost seems like to me because India has so much pollution mm-hmm. and is uh, um, America is such on the top of like producing things and like fuel yeah. and blah blah and so because we have so many money people involved in that here i feel like maybe it's harder to to switch it around than when like india has a lot of pollution is trying to move ahead and it's like well yeah let's let's do let's do this and everyone's like great right that sounds great right let's do that totally that makes sense i mean um not based in fact at all but <laughs> That sounds right. It seems it seems plausible. Yeah. Like I think maybe that's why it's harder for uh, really capitalist first world countries to do the turnaround because there's so much more wrapped up in it. Yes, it's like politics and economics. And yes, money, money, money. Yes. Whereas, yeah, in some places they can just be like, "We're making this change," and everyone's like, Great. "Cool, awesome, <laughs> yeah, let's do it." It'll yeah. provide more jobs and give us more energy. Great. Exactly. Let's do that. Ugh. Um. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Australia also about to get a huge solar farm. Um, great. Three point four million solar panels. Chew and solar batteries. I should have looked into maybe what the difference between what's the difference. I don't be- know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. Between a panel and a battery. Uh, the diff. <clears throat> but those are all big, uh, big green breakthroughs. Great. Uh, oh, also a big wind farm uh, off the off the coast of Yorkshire. It's like in the water. Oh. In the North Sea. And it's a wind farm. And it's expected to power one million uh, UK homes by 2020. There's some great stats and facts. We're doing we it. <laughs> we are doing it. Yeah. Wow. 
So I love wind farms are so beautiful. I love them. I love them too. Great packaging. Really elegant. Really nice. You can see the liquid inside. <laughs> purple. It's purple mm-hmm. and green. Um yeah. They're they're so nice to look at. Yeah. Anytime cool. I drive like out towards the desert, like Palm Springs, yeah. and past those. Like, hmm. So pretty. Yeah. Hmm. Also, they're always moving. I never realized the air was that movie it's always they're yeah, always going they're always going i mean when you get up the higher you get up the more wind there is yeah ain't that the truth and those things true. are very tall they're big so you're gonna get a lot of wind yeah yeah especially in those like valleys of mountains mm-hmm. I bet you can mm-hmm. live. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah that desert area is a crazy place it's crazy. You got to go. If you guys haven't been, you should go. Go to that dang desert. <laughs> go to that dang desert. Have you been there this year at no, all? No, I okay. haven't. I want to find out. Maybe I can find some people who just went to Coachella because there's an art. There's a couple art uh, installations out. Not Nothing to do with Co- Coachella, but like out in the desert. Uh-huh. There's like a very cool, huge statue apparently. They talk about it on KCRW all the time. But a different thing that they did is they they took all the billboards on the way out and an artist replaced the ads with the backdrop of what you should be seeing. Because oh. there's all that beautiful mountainscape. Yeah. So she just like basically made giant, giant photos that match up perfectly. It's like photos of the mountain and she puts, so as you're driving by, it just looks like That's there's not a giant so billboard. so cool. Yeah. Oh, so I want to know. I want to know. You got to know. <laughs> Matt went ask. to Coachella. Okay. You well, ask him. Yeah. I think he drove out there, though, at, in, at the nighttime. At the nighttime. Hmm. So we need to find someone who drove out there. Yeah. The or maybe saw it in there. Saw it in their rear view. Like, is that a mountain or is that a billboard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just opened up. I was like going to quick try and find out some more things about this artificial sin light, this light from light from, from hell. hell. <laughs> uh, oh, I see. It's because hydrogen is supposed to be the fuel of the future because it produces no carbon emissions when burned, oh. meaning it doesn't add to global warming. But since hydrogen doesn't occur naturally, it has to be made by splitting water into two components. Who figured this out? This is what I'm talking about. And how do you split water? I don't know. Pour it in two different cups? <laughs> I know. How do you My split? My image is like sitting on a, with a knife on a counter trying to... <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, you're going to be working on that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. how do you... How do you split a particle? That's something I, I will never understand. Yeah. How they do things. Um, the process currently requires large amounts of electricity... Uh, but they could be getting that electricity from the... Oh, right. Or it can just make hydrogen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Great news. Good. <laughs> you, you go, scientist. You go. You go, I support go. you. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Oh, uh, fundraiser of the week. Indiegogo. This one's an Indiegogo. Okay. Um, there's a... A company, I went on their website and it seems like maybe they're just starting out because there's not a, it's one of those websites where it's like about us and then it just kind of yeah <laughs> says like a sentence or two and you're like, okay. Uh, but they are having an Indiegogo right now. It's called utes.org. It's a nonprofit and their idea is buying rides via like Lyft or any um, ride share services. There's one called Hop Skip Drive, which is especially for kids, but to be able to transport underserved oh. kids to programs oh. who wouldn't usually be able to make it because, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, I like that How do lot. you spell that? Utes? Y-O-O-T-S dot org. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And they say, like, you make a donation and it goes straight to, they buy a ride for somebody. Oh. So it's just real simple. Okay, mm-hmm. that's great. And just, yeah, just to get, 
I think there it's like also because sometimes schools can't like there might be a very cool program happening, but schools are like, well, we can't afford the buses no. to get the kids from A to B. So we're not going to do it. Right. Or like we can't or kids who don't have rides places and yeah. and kids require a lot of rides. They do. They I mean, they can't drive. They can't. <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we tried that. We and tried. It does not work. Tried. <laughs> 16 turn after much trial and error. Oh boy. I guess 16 is. I no, guess, and, although debatable. Yeah. Um kids are tall enough by the time they're <sighs> 6. Yeah, let's give them let's give them driver's licenses. Yeah. 6 7. So they can drive themselves to all their activities. Yeah, at least. At least. (laughs) (laughs) At least a Flintstone style car. Um, Yeah, they really need a lot of rides. And that's such a good (laughs) way to help kids out, help them get involved in things. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Great, simple idea. They, well, if you want to donate, you can go to utes.org or their GoFundMe or sorry, Indiegogo. Uh, <laughs> Do not mess that up. Do not get those two confused. Uh, look up Utes on Indiegogo. They still have 15 days left and they have quite a ways to go. Only 22 backers so far. Oh my gosh, guys, let's, let's back go. them. Let's go. <laughs> I'm always just telling people to give their money to places. <laughs> Great. People want to know where to give their yeah, money. That's true. That's very true. Go give your money here. Ooh, this one, this is a cool program. It's called Writing Our Rights. And remember in school when you had to learn how to write? Uh-huh. And with the handwrite, with the dotted line and the yeah. middle, and you had to practice cursive. There is a book, a workbook that they've made, which is all... Um, about it's why can't I phrase it right I'm too excited about it (laughs) it's about um it's a workbook and the things that you copy are all about women who have made a difference politically and are like throughout history quotes like from Susan B. Anthony and photos of them while you're practicing writing you're actually writing you're not just writing dumb shit like fucking eat a banana or something <laughs> yeah even though that's the classic it is healthy for you is. the classic <laughs> eat a banana eat a banana workbook um, i love that yeah nice. uh because women make up 51 percent of the population but they they're really underrepresented in political leadership as we all know uh <laughs> as we all are well aware um mm-hmm. um yeah, so it's. I'll show you some photos. It's yeah, like, let me see. Writing our rights. Um, and oh. I love the design of it too. Oh yeah, I would love to get this for myself. I know. I was thinking about that. It'd just be. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's got uh, every a lot of women who have made like just an impact throughout history and quotes from them, and then you can. It's a big book. Mm-hmm. It's like. Um, it looks like it's like 20 inches or so. It's like this girl's entire torso is what it looks like. <laughs> it's um, basically the dimensions of it are, it's as long as a girl's torso. It's as wide as a um, box of chocolates. Yeah. And the depth is about, uh, what would you say? I'd say like... Uh, Maybe like a thing, like a thumb. Yeah, like a thumb. Yeah. There so those go. are the dimensions, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and that's how we measure the wood that we do when we do wood, yeah. woodworking. Yep, it's exactly. we're like, can I get this to be the length of an eight-year-old girl's torso? And then Home Depot's <laughs> like, we don't cut that diagonally. Go deal with that at home with your steak knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason it's the length of a girl's torso in the the width of a chocolate box is so they can rip out the pages and turn them into posters in their yes, room. Yes, of course. Because they have them do big handwriting How and then... special. Yeah, really, really cool illustrations of the ladies. An empowerment workbook. Yeah. I love that. I do too. Really great. Yeah. 
Practice cursive or capitals, turn it into a poster, and declare your ambition. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, this company, though, that started this, they are. it's called Ignite, and they are all about... I've like got this sassy hand motion going on. All you of a do, You're making a lot of great points. It's called Ignite. They're all about uh, women being in political power. Mm. Um, they go into colleges and high schools, and just because part of their mission is that women aren't encouraged and don't know about politics and so they steer away from it or they don't see themselves in politics yeah. and so they go into I think the high school's program is the coolest because I feel like colleges do offer more but you kind of already have to be on that yes path, you do you, know? you have to already be aware of the, that these things are going on and, and yeah. yeah and that that's what you want to be a early. part of yeah yes um but they go into high schools and teach all about politics, how you can get involved. Amazing. They have courses they do. They have like different chapters in cities where women get really involved, get people to vote, educate them on like local politics, what's happening, how they can be a part of it. Yeah. Um, that would have been so cool to have. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Politics was always taught, at least to me in school, like this is a thing that's in place. Mm -hmm. And here's how, and I'm teaching you about it, yeah. but never from a perspective of this is how we can affect our yeah. political system. This is how you can get involved if you're interested. Yeah. This is what it looks like to run for office. This is like, like they don't, it's so removed. You're so far removed from it. Yeah. It's and never I, a part of, I still sometimes have a hard time understanding me too. How it works. I, and I, I feel like that's part of it. You're like, okay, so I get involved, but how do certain aspects really make a difference? And yeah, so this is what they're all about is like really educating. And I think that's one thing that I feel like has really started to happen in the, in the past decade or so is that younger people are getting way more involved in yeah, politics. Definitely. There's an activism that's yeah. in place that wasn't wasn't there really before um or at least in not in my generation really growing up like yeah. as a teenager and in my 20s I, like politics were not on my mind no um they were for some of my friends but it feels like there's there's a cultural shift yeah and i yeah. think uh again that is part of just not seeing yourself in it it's a bunch yeah. of people like older people older dude, white dudes yeah it feels like yeah it feels like well i guess we'll just leave it up to them instead of like oh wait a minute we are we the ones being represented yeah we should have yeah we yeah should have more more points of view in there yeah i've seen a lot more stories about uh really young people getting involved and getting voted in yes. the political office which i've is seen very those too cool. amazing just so inspiring and that's like what we were talking about earlier. Uh, that makes more people our age be like, oh, I can't like, here's a solution. I want to be a part of this. I want to, yeah. as opposed to like, oh, there's just a problem. And yeah. I have no idea how to solve it because I'm in my 20s. Right. Nobody wants to know. Solution-based Based. news. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's what we're <laughs> all about. Yeah. Ooh, here we are to... So I asked you where you grew up because mm -hmm. I like to go and find something positive about a person's hometown and tell it to them. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, you get a double one. The animal corner is actually about your town. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so Mary is from Galax. That's how you That's pronounce right. it, right? Mm -hmm. um, is it about 7,000 or is it bigger than that? No, that sounds right. It was yeah. even smaller when... I was living there. My my family, when I was 16, moved to Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. So when I go home, I I go home there. But but Galax was my my hometown through and through, born and raised. And it was like, I feel like the population was like closer to 2,000 hmm. when I was growing up there. Yeah. So it's definitely expanded. But 7,000 sounds about right. It looks like um, my hometown is 7,000. And the little photo of the Galax Main Street, I was like, this sounds familiar to me. <laughs> it's like old, uh, that old like brick 
Yeah. And there's kind of just one. Yeah, it feels like a Western or something. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, there's a cool program in Virginia that seems uh, like a lot of it is actually based in Galax, but it's called uh, Rooftop, Rooftop of Virginia Community Action Program. Do you yes, know I've heard this? of it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not totally aware what they do, but I've definitely heard the name. Uh, they do, it seems like a lot. Like they're, uh, they're, once I clicked on their programs thing, they have a lot wow. going on. Um, but their main thing is uh, basically just to uh, combat poverty and assist and empower low income citizens. They have programs where they go in and they help rebuild anything in a disaster they have programs yeah helping families who have kids um helping yeah oh i like this one a lot they have they really have like 15 different programs senior citizen involvement um they'll do indoor plumbing they'll help they'll do taxes for people at no cost they do um yeah, helping um, have a- assisted living if you're too low of income. Um, assisted living is not the right term, but like... Like someone to come in and help out, like a caregiver or something? Yeah, they have that. And then they have... Um, why can't I think of... Mm, Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going off her hand gesture. <laughs> God, what is happening to my brain? Not assisted living, but uh, for low income who can't afford housing. Assisted housing? Yeah. Is that right? I think so. That sounds right. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bummed out at my brain. (laughs) My rind is My rind is just (laughs) rotten. Um, But I like the one that's called Backpacks Unite. They go in like every month every other week or something and they give backpacks full of food to kids so that they can have food at home. Goodness gracious. That's so great. Yeah. Um, doing great work, really cool stuff. And yeah, one of their main resource centers is in Galax and they, uh, also, Grayson and Carol. Yes. Oh, yeah. man. Hearing you say those words is taking me back. <laughs> we played football against those guys. Oh. oh. Carol County and Grayson County. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's basically everything that would help a community <laughs> is what it sounds like. Yeah. It's like all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, food, resources, income, repairs taxes all of it um do you know about is fries place freeze freeze well (laughs) spelled like fries pronounced (laughs) freeze (laughs) makes no sense they're having a county fair for the first time since the 50s hey yo that's great news (laughs) yeah freeze Oh, man. I had a teacher who lived in Freeze, and then there were some other friends. I mean, this is like the country, the Blue Ridge Mountains of of Virginia, like just really in the country. Um, And Freeze, I remember being like, Galax was as much of a city as you would find in that area. Um, Even then, like Main Street was our main thing. it was such a huge deal when they got an Applebee's. Oh, that is a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, but Freeze is like a little farther out if memory serves. Like, um, So that's great that they're having a county fair. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, the comments on it were funny. There was <laughs> <laughs> like uh, people were excited because, yeah, we haven't had a, a fair with rides that other than kids rides and since the 50s like people oh my are so goodness. excited to get some rides of course they are <laughs> yeah oh so we funny. love rides out there we sure do yeah there yeah. was a carnival at galax that would come every year and the gravitron was you know that was so fun 
It's so fun. And then, but why? I think back to, I loved that so <laughs> yeah. much. And you're spinning so fast that you can't move. Ugh. And it's the funnest thing ever. It's the most fun to try to move. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so funny to, yeah. Yeah. Just be pressed like that by by the force of nature. Yeah. Sure. Science. Science. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a credit union this just kind of made me laugh, but it's also like just a nice credit union. They specifically help um, getting loans for people who maybe wouldn't be approved or have lower income or um, might be like a little marginalized. It's called, though, the Self-Help Credit Union, uh-huh. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. <laughs> I was like, do they... When it first came up, I was like, D- so do they... Do they provide some sort of help? Some sort of self-help? <laughs> but it's just called that. Which credit union do you go to? Self-help. Um, self-help. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but they seem good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. This is the one I've been most excited about since the beginning. Animal Corner. Animal Corner. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So exciting. Great. Animal Corner. Straight from Galax. One of the uh, the prized nonprofits there is Smokey's Bunny Haven, <laughs> which is a sanctuary for special needs rabbits. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know this existed. It really, really does. Wow. Um... They, oh, this is so sweet. I love it so much. And I also didn't know that there was such a big rabbit population there. And that's that such a big special needs <laughs> rabbit population. I mean, copyright 2017. So I wonder when this place was founded. Oh, no. Smokey's Bunny Haven was incorporated on May 11th, 2012. Oh, you just missed it. I just missed it. <laughs> nonprofit educational and charitable organization. Um, yep, so they... <sighs> oh, and people can adopt them? Mm-hmm. And then if they don't adopt them, they stay at the sanctuary. <laughs> and oh, they have, sweeties. Sorry, go ahead. They have a... This is sad, but also so sweet... The rainbow bridge part, I was like, what is that? And it's just, a, it's in, it's an in loving memory. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a page. It's, it's in called memoriam. The, yeah. Rainbow bridge in loving memory of Pops. The rainbow oh. bridge to the other side. Ginger, Lucy. Oh, that is so sweet. I can't. Take it. I love it so much. This is really, it's so specific and great. Yeah. Smokey's Bunny Haven, a sanctuary for special needs rabbits. It's just, <laughs> it's just so great. I wow. love it so much. And they all look so sweet. Yeah. And somebody was like, there is a special needs bunny problem in this town that needs to be addressed. We got to address it. I will be the one to do it. I will take that on. That will be my project. (laughs) My name is Smokey, or I just like to smoke. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Wow. Way to go, Galax. I might sign up for the newsletter. (laughs) I think you should. That page is under construction, but once they get it figured out. (laughs) I think I might complete construction. I think I might sign up. Yeah. Uh, If you live in Virginia, go adopt one of those rabbits. Oh, go visit that sanctuary, please, and report back. I would spend hours there. Hours, I tell you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (sighs) A bunny haven. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good stuff. Well, now that we're done with all those facts and figures that were perfectly nailed down. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, about the environmental good news and <laughs> bunnies and 
I want, I'm so excited. Now I get to tell, have you tell me yes. about your personal good news story. Well, um, I, I feel very lucky that there have been a couple great good news things that have happened um, recently in the last few months. But one, one more intimate one sticks out to me. Um, I establish a very fast very easy friendship with um, one of the other actors on Veep. And Mm -hmm. she's also, I've been a fan of her work. She's been working for a while and I knew her from movies and from things she did. And we hit it off right away. We like had a really great chemistry together. And she asked me, she like approached me about writing this movie idea with her. And so we did that. We like, we met pretty much daily for uh, for a few weeks and wrote this movie together, and it was so fun and easy. And we were at an uh, a party recently together, and she she was like talking about someone had asked like how we started working together, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Well, I've been looking for a writing partner for a long time, but just like waiting to see who is the right." person and uh it felt like she was the right person and so i felt so special and so grateful yeah it was such a lovely moment you know because i really admire her and look up to her and to have her say that to me was just really really nice to hear yeah that's awesome yeah that is a good one yeah um it's really I think I was talking about this with a a different guest, but like I want people to tell each other how much they appreciate each other so yeah. much more often and it's it's not like you go into the world looking for constant praise or whatever. I but. do, but yeah. <laughs> but right, you sh- you shouldn't say that. Yeah. Don't s- we all do it. Don't say it. We all do it. Don't say it though. Um, um yeah. But it's so huge to have people you admire or so huge uh, say something like, I love your work. Can we work together? I like really like how you see the world. Like just being appreciative of each other. It it does make a big difference. It's really that whenever anybody has ever said that to me, that sticks out in my mind. Like I do. I was talking about this in therapy. Um, <laughs> I do sort of, I squirrel away those, those like messages of love mm-hmm. and appreciation. And I like keep them in my little squirrel hole. Mm-hmm. And I look at them. Like I, <laughs> I enjoy each, I, I, I can remember almost every moment when someone's done that to me. Yeah. So, Go do that to someone yeah. you feel that way about. Yeah. It yeah, I do too. Difference. I think it's uh I think it's just important to remember that everybody has an impact on each other. Yeah. And we all hold each other up. Yeah. I think it's so much easier to think about holding each other up rather than tearing each other down. Oh my gosh. It's much easier. Yeah. So much easier to tell some like tell somebody something you appreciate about them then keep it silent or like be angry about something yeah 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 it feels good to both people it's Mm -hmm. like renewable energy it everybody's gonna benefit yeah positivity is renewable energy it is (laughs) and there are a million homes that will have electricity that's right (laughs) if we all say how much we appreciate each other A whole city will burn bright. We'll be powered. Yeah. We'll split water. We'll with split our water with a steak knife <laughs> at our kitchen table, at our tar covered kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good advice. Uh, that's so exciting, though, about your. I mean, yeah. you don't have to say what the project is, but just like. Yeah, it's very exciting. And I had never written a movie before. She has more experience with that. And so I learned a lot from doing it. And it was just so fun. And it was just so flattering and generous of her to 
consider me her writing partner. Like, yeah. I, I haven't identified as a writer before, mm. but then working with her and making this thing together, I'm like, oh, I am. I can do this. Yeah. yeah. So that's very nice. There was a story I did. It just made me think of this. There was a story I didn't do, but it's a a guy who writes for a website I really like called Positive News. Oh, ha. <laughs> You'd never guess. I like that website. <laughs> um, but he did a thing where uh, for all the whole year, each month he would do something that he didn't know how learn something he didn't know how to do mm. that he's always kind of been interested in something creative spend the first week learning it and then the next several weeks like doing it all the time and wow. then doing something like on his own with it for the last sorry yeah one month for each skill that. so four weeks each one that's Just awesome diving in and but then it made he- me think documents that he i wanted there to be more about it he wrote a brief article of like i think he probably will probably has it all documented somewhere but his article was like this is what i did for a year and i started with origami and i did all these other things like he went from like origami he did writing photography learning about the eu like just wow yeah really cool yeah i didn't really know that's great. Yeah. But that just made me think of that, of like diving into new stuff. Yeah, just jump in. Mm-hmm. And it is, if you're somebody who, and I am, in a lot of ways, I, there are some things I prefer to do on my own, but then, but with performing and writing, that for me is, I, I need to collaborate with somebody. So yeah, it was so fun to, find someone to who would dive in with you yeah that's really nice yeah absolutely yeah are you do you have brothers and sisters i do i have a brother and a sister they're both older Ah, okay Mm -hmm. um i'm an only child sometimes i get trapped in the like i can do this by myself because yeah um, because you have (laughs) (laughs) yeah I played pretend a lot by myself. Yeah. But uh, that's why I love improv so much because it's definitely, it gets me way outside of that, which is nice. It's it's very collaborative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. And acting in general. Can't act (sighs) by yourself. Well, you can. You You can. Seem a little crazy. But you seem (laughs) crazy. Thank you so much, Mary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for having this. me, Hannah. Uh, lots of good news, guys. Lots of good news out there. <sighs> There's a lot. Gosh, I want somebody I know to live in Minnesota and go to that tool library. Someone someone go to Minnesota, go to the tool library. I'll tell Casey to go tell when he Casey, goes home. Yeah. And then also, if you're in Galax, go visit Smokey's Bunny Haven. You have to. <laughs> you have to must must if you haven't yet you're really not you're really not on top of it yeah you really need to yeah examine what's going on they don't have a newsletter yet but they will it's under construction (laughs) they're still constructing their newsletter they're gonna get to it they'll get to it (laughs) go go (sighs) all right well uh happy wednesday is what it'll be when the <laughs> happy wednesday and good news later everybody good news later bye, bye. this has been a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now